Hello and welcome to the Making Mommy Move show where we help other moms to feel empowered to create a business while raising their kids. I am your host, Alyssa Morton, author of Welcome to the Room Mama. As a mom of two kids under two years old, I built five businesses before I was 26. On this show, we like to bring you a variety of moms in different phases and stages to share their stories, heart-learned lessons, and shed light into how they built their own successful businesses while raising their families. Tune in every week as we spotlight a new empowering mompreneur to help you on your journey of mompreneurship and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. Let's get into it. Podcasts are my favorite way to absorb content as a mompreneur, especially when commuting to a work conference, meeting, or event. I know you love podcasts as much as I do, so that's why I created Fire Fridays. Similar to a book club, every week I email you a podcast episode that I recently listened to that sparked inspiration, a new idea, or a question to consider for my growth and development as a mompreneur, and I want to share it with you. So get on the fire list at listmorton.com slash fire. That's L-Y-S-S-M-O-R-T-O-N dot com slash fire, F-I-R-E. Lori, welcome to the Making Mommy Move show. I'm so excited to connect with you. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We connected in Kylie Kelly's Goal Getter Bundle, so I'm excited to connect with you some more because it looks like you've got a lot of aligned stuff that we like to talk about over here. So I'm excited to dive into all things like work-life balance and mompreneurship and, you know, because it doesn't exist, like, (laughs) you know? Yes, me too. It is a favorite topic of mine for sure. Let me hear some of your background story. Like, what was your like for you starting your business? How old were your kids when you got started? Stuff like that. Sure. So I actually started a photography business in 2017 and my youngest was born in 2016. So he was only one. They're six years apart, the rest of them. So right now they're 13, 11, 9, and 6. So he was just barely um, coming off of nursing. And apparently I decided that I needed another creative outlet now that I was no longer a nursing mom. And so I did that and I still do that on the side. But I wrote my book in 2020 because I really realized that moms were struggling and I ventured to seek out what was really working for the moms that were surviving, right? And so I interviewed and surveyed about 200 moms and I came up with 16 secrets that they were doing to help with their life and to make them feel like they were thriving. And so I published Secrets of Supermom in 2021. I wrote that in 2020. And then in 2021 is when this part of my business really started. And so yeah, just a few years ago. Oh my gosh, I love that story. I just published my first book literally this week on Sunday and it went live and we hit number one on Amazon in five categories. So it was like really exciting experience, but it's so fun. I'm curious, like, did you self-publish or did you go through a traditional publisher? I did. I went through, I did self-publish. I went through self-publishing school with Chandler Bolt and I did, um, so I self-published and they walked you through the entire process and kind of, you know, showed you how to get in front of people, showed you how to promote, showed you how to do all the things. And so, yeah, so it was a really fun experience. I would certainly do it again. If anybody is thinking about writing a book, I would absolutely recommend it. It's so much fun. Tons of work, massive amounts of work, but also... (laughs) Yes, totally. 
Oh, I love to hear it. And I love to support other female authors. So I want to do a giveaway definitely at the end of this episode for your book. But tell us maybe like a secret or two, like that, just to get everybody's toes wet. Yes. So I'll tell you. So I love to share the first one because it's habits and it was the game changer for most moms. If moms had good habits in place, and I'm not talking about the same types of habits or just an exercise habit or, you know, just a water drinking habit. I'm talking about when they had those systems and routines in their life, whether that's a morning routine, bedtime routine, some sort of functional routine, whether that was even their own or one with their family, those things made all the difference. Because when there was chaos, they were only focusing on the chaos. They weren't focusing on everything and the new chaos. They were just focusing on what needed to change. And so those routines in their lives were just game changers. So being able to have those solid habits, you know, for me, it's a morning routine because I'm a morning person and I love my morning. But if they had those in place, it was really just so important. And so that's secret number one. Chapter number one is all about habits. Oh, I love it. And so important for everybody. My husband and I just started 75 hard this week. Oh, so really like, <laughs> I know we're nuts, <laughs> but it's actually been really good for us because we were having this like epiphany, like sitting on the couch, like we need to follow through, like on taking care of ourselves more because we've been prioritizing the business or the kids or everything else but us. And it's been like a real game changer to like actually implement some of those habits like to take care of ourselves. So it's like every morning we're going for a run or for a walk, like first thing, you know, getting that 45 minute outdoor workout in. But I'm finding like it's actually really nice to come back to myself and take care of myself too. Yeah. And getting that. Day nice. Yeah. And yeah. I think for me, so, you know, you hear that habits take 21 days or 33 days or some of this ridiculously short amount of time. And I think that's probably true for habits that you love. But for things like working out, which I do not love at all, but I know it's so good for me, right? So important for my body. It probably took me a good year for me to truly be in the habit that I was not fighting myself against it. And so I love that 75 hard does so, you know, 75 days, right? Yeah. Because it gives you a lot longer runway to say, oh, this actually does feel good. And it feels much more like a habit. 21 days, I just never think is enough for things that you don't love. So true. And I had a really bad soda habit. So it's like forcing me to kick that so that I'm able to have more energy and just feel better. And there's like a lot of stuff that like goes into it that is like helping curb like all of my bad habits. So I love like what you're teaching like in that first chapter. And do you find like with some of these habits that you're implementing or you're encouraging other moms to implement, like does it take like the year for them to really get used to it or like... I think it depends on what it is. So, you know, there are moms, for example, they don't feel like they're morning people, but they know that the morning routine is what they want to put into place, right? They want some sort of process that they're following in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so for those moms that ones that have never felt like they're a morning person, it does. It takes a long time to put that into process. But once it's finally in process, it's so much easier. It's that's the whole point of putting these habits and routines into place, I think, is that it makes that part of your life easier. Mm -hmm. It makes it automatic. And we do not want to have to fight ourselves all the time. And we do. We fight ourselves all the time for so many things. So if we can find ways to make life easy, to press that easy button and to say, yes, I just do this, right? So like for me, it's I just get up and work out because that's what I do on those days. And I don't fight against myself and I'm not having an argument and trying to convince myself that I shouldn't put my shoes on or that I should skip today or that should I send a text and tell my coach? No, no, I'm not. I just go. And 
I think that once you get into that point and you're not fighting yourself, then all your energy, all of that amazing energy that you have can go towards the things that are really important to you and the things that might challenge you so that you can become better and more excited about your life. And so I just think that the habits are so important. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Do you love like atomic habits and um, like high performance habits? Like what are some oh my of your favorite books? Like just so high performance habits, I think might have been the first like personal development book that I read once I got back into it. So like I used to read any, I did leadership training and all of these things when I was in college and post-college. But since being a mom, I kind of fell away from doing a lot of that self-focus, right? I was working on climbing the career ladder and I was working on being a bomb mom and that was about it, right? And so I got back into personal development and I think High Performance Habits was the first. And I thought, I love this book. I love this guy. This is so good, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just, you know, of course, became a massive snowball. And now, you know, I've read hundreds of books, Atomic Habits, of course, I love. But yes, I just loved the thought of these. And then, you know, it was fun that that my surveys of moms proved it, right? It was like everything in that book coming to life in a real mom, in a real person that was doing these things who maybe had never even read any of those books, but just figured out that this is what worked for them. So it was so cool to tie it all together. Oh, I love this. I am growing to like become really a lot more interested in habits. Like I just recently like discovered, you know, like atomic habits and I've been a fan of Brennan Burchard for a while. So like high performance habits was on my radar, but like I'm seeing the way that it's like all piling into the daily life. So thank you for sharing that. And I hope everybody goes and gets that book because we all need it. <laughs> both. Yes. If you're going to pick one, I would go Atomic Habits. It's a much easier read than High Performance Habits. I think High Performance Habits is intense. It's a lot. But for me, I loved it. And, you know, like it drug me in and I wanted more. But if you want to start with something that is like very applicable, then I think high, or, uh, Atomic Habits is the way to start with it. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. So let's chat a little bit more about moms that are struggling to get things done. Like any kind of motivation hacks that you have that you want to share with everybody, stuff like that. I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to have everything be so perfect and ha- and do it the right way. And we want to also feel motivated about it at the same time. And I think we just need to stop all of that and just find the tiniest way to start. Because I think that we expect to be motivated to do some of these. Maybe it's a new exciting thing. Maybe it's chores that we don't want to do. You know, maybe it's finishing a work project or setting something up for our kids. And we keep putting it off for motivation, right? We want to be motivated to do it. But we know research says that motivation requires action. So we have to get into motion to have that motivation. And if we can find just the tiniest way to start, the tiniest way, the smallest thing that spirals that action, which spirals that motivation, and it makes everything easier, right? I'm always looking for ways to make it easier if we can, because there's no reason to struggle against yourself all the time. And so I think really that very itty bitty way to start is the way to start. Start with something tiny. Don't have to make it perfect and amazing and massive to start something new. So true. There's something that uh, Ed Milet teaches him and so he's like, do 1%, like just 1% better. And I think that that applies to pretty much everything. Like just take one step, like one baby step, like just do one thing extra and it's going to move the needle and whatever you're working on. I know that I, that's like how I started my first business. It was like, I don't care if it's messy. I don't care if I fail. Like, I don't care like how it works out, but I'm going to start and it's going to figure itself out and I'm going to learn along the way. And I think that is the biggest thing for everybody. It's like, it's all trial and error. Like you don't know what you like. You don't know what you don't like. You don't know anything until you start. So yeah, 
Yeah. And if you never start, you'll never start, right? You can't get to the end, to the awesome end, to the end you can't even see, right? Sometimes that end is like way better than you could have even ever imagined. But you can't get there if you never take that first tiny itty bitty step. So true. So let's chat about work-life balance because I know that this is something that you love to talk about. Tell me what it looked like for you when you were starting your photography business with your one-year-old because I think a lot of us can relate to that. Myself Yes. For sure. So working full time, leading teams, four children, husband traveled all the time. And so it seems like as I tell this story, it feels like that would be a terrible time to start a business on the side, right? There'd be a terrible time to be like, I should totally start a business. This will be fun. But for me, I I told you I finished nursing, right? So now all of a sudden my body was back to be mine. So I knew I needed things that were going to be healthy for me. And I also found that I needed something creative for me. So my leading teams is a very problem-solving focused, leadership focused, very logically focused position for me. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I And I excel in that. And I find lots of joy in that. But... I also really like to be creative. And I felt like I wasn't getting that piece out of my career. And so when I thought, oh my goodness, I could start a photography business. I loved photography. I had taken pictures since I was, you know, in junior high probably. And I thought I could do this for people just on the side, cute little families, babies at their houses, like all of these fun things. I thought that is a great way for me to add a little bit of income to our world and also to be able to get that creative outlet that I felt like I was missing. You know, it would feel like mine and it would feel like something creative. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. I, you know, and I'm going to figure it out. We're going to figure out what times I can do this and how I can schedule sessions. When is my husband going to be home from trips and how I can make this work? And I just started. And so it did require a lot of good time management, productivity. You know, that's why I teach it to moms because I know all these things are possible, but you do have to get some skills in place, right? Especially if your schedule is kind of a hot mess all the time, you Mm -hmm. do have to really put it together so that you can do all the things that you want to do, but it's possible. Can you share one of your favorite like work-life balance hacks, time management hacks, something like that? Yes, absolutely. So I think if someone were saying, "I I can only start one thing, I would tell you to start weekly planning. And so for me, that's on Sunday mornings. I sit down with our electronic calendar and my work electronic calendar and my personal planner and all the things, my ongoing to-do list, and I plan out the entire week. And sometimes I plan two weeks if I know it's going to be madness, but the weekly planning, sitting down and looking strategically at my week, looking strategically at what we have as a family and for my career and for my business and for my family and all of like the friends and all the other exciting things that we have in our lives. I look at all of that together and I can easily see, is this doable or is it not? Do I need help or am I cool? Do I need to have a conversation with the family? Do I need to have a conversation with my husband? Do I need to cancel some stuff this week? You know, did I think I had time to go to dinner with a friend and that's going to be a hard no? Or is that dinner really important with this friend and I've got to figure out some other way to get a child to soccer practice or, you know, whatever it is. And so that time that I spend, that 20 minutes, 30 minutes that I spend on Sunday mornings is massively valuable to my week. And so that really is how I get it all done. It really is that one thing is like that domino that knocks everything else down. So I want to ask, do you delegate a lot of stuff like as far as like 
for example, like in the peak of wedding season for me, like I have to hire someone to come clean my house because I can't physically do everything. Like I can't keep up on the laundry for like five people. I can't keep up on like the dishes piling up in the sink and just like the toys all over the place. So I'm curious, like when it gets really like busy, like when it's there's no time to barely even sleep, let alone do all the other stuff that keeps the household going. Like, do you delegate? Like, do you bring in other help? Yes. So I well, I will tell you. One of the chapters in Secrets of Supermom is the secret of help because it's super important. It is also the hardest of all the secrets for me to apply to my own self. So it is a struggle for me. However, my entire sense of having babies, right? Other than being on maternity leaves, I've always had a nanny or a babysitter or a daycare or somebody to help mm-hmm. with my children. I work in a very high pressure, high timeline job, and there would have been no way to ever get that done and to actually do it well with lots of children here. So that is one thing that I have always, um, quote, asked for help on, right? Delegated, outsourced. But yes, we in our house brought on landscaping so that we didn't have to do yard work every single weekend. And then after that, we brought in housekeeping. Now, I had three children going on four children before I was willing to do this, working very full time, many hours, high pressure before I was ever willing. And my husband kept saying, we need to, we can afford to do this. Why are we not doing this? And I said, but I can do it, but I can do it, but I can do it. And finally he said to me, but if we can afford it and you could spend three extra hours with the kids on Sunday or Saturday, or you could spend three hours cleaning the house on Saturday, like what would you rather do? And he's like, I know what I would rather do. You know, and it was like, oh, okay. So I'm actually trading. You're buying your time. Yeah, I was I? And I was, and I was trading this be, just because I quote could do it when I didn't absolutely have to. And I get sometimes we have to hustle because we can't afford it, or we have to trade, or we have to do it in different mm-hmm. ways. So finally saying yes, and then getting those three hours back on the weekend is huge. And now that my kids are bigger and busier, it is invaluable. And it's only every two weeks, but it's so valuable to the like health and safety and ability for my family to be able to do all the things we want to do. So needed. Like I've even gone so far as to like outsource like meal prep sometimes, like when it's really like really, really busy and like we just can't carve out the time. And if you want to choose like eating healthy over ordering takeout, you know, like there's certain ways that you can try and delegate to just maximize your time, like and really come back to that question of would you rather have three extra hours spending time with your kids or doing something fun? or going out and doing an activity or would you rather spend those three plus hours cleaning and cooking and getting the refrigerator cleaned out and shopping and all of that stuff like yes and some i think what you know as like an ambitious mom and as we work with ambitious moms the moms don't want to delegate things at work because there are things that they really like are passionate about and they love doing that most of them are not passionate about vacuuming right they're not passionate about doing laundry and so to give those things up is a lot easier and it's a lot easier even to outsource sometimes those things than some of those things that you're really passionate about in your business. So I certainly think you can outsource in your business, but outsourcing at home is just as good because time is time, right? It doesn't matter where it's actually going. Time is time. So if it saves it for you, no matter where it saves it, it's worth it to you. So good. Can you share, how do you effectively like prioritize your time, especially as a working mom? Because I think that this is like the perfect transition for that question because we kind of touched on this, like there's so many things on your to-do list for cooking and cleaning and working and kids. And if they're in daycare and you have client meetings, like what does your work day look like and how do you prioritize? Yeah, I think the weekly planning is massively important to that, right? So because I am looking at my week ahead of 
of time, not in the scramble, not in the stress of my week. I'm looking at it well before I'm ever into any of that. So I've already made some of those decisions. And so that's one of the ways is that I say, how important is this? You know, if I have three things that are overlapping, how important is this? And what is the most important? What can I push off? What can I ask for help for? What really needs to be done by me and really doesn't? You know, what would be super fun to do and I want to keep and I want to get rid of something else? So it allows me to start asking myself those questions. And I think that those questions are really important because if we're constantly doing things that feel terrible, that drain our energy, that are things that we felt like we should do, but we don't really want to, you know, if that, if our whole schedule is filled with that, then it's really hard to be excited about anything. And so being able to look at it holistically, I think is one of the things. And then the other thing is just because I've planned it in advance, I know when I'm going to get stuff done. I know when things are happening, right, that are overlapping or that do require me to be very efficient so that I can get it all done. And then I think the other two things that are really, really important is planning in buffer time. So planning in when you're not sure how something's going to take, giving it a little extra longer or planning a little bit of time between meetings, planning a little bit of time um, on a day where you can have some of those fall off tasks because every day is going to get crazy, right? We, Mm -hmm. We want our weekly plan to go perfectly, but it never will. And so if I sit down and I make a weekly plan and I expect it to go perfectly, I'm going to end every single week feeling like I have no priorities and feeling disappointed. But I don't. I start it and I say, all right, here's the grand plan. Let's see what what we can get done. And sometimes things have to move. Sometimes things have to shift. Sometimes I have to dump stuff into a buffer spot. And that's okay because I'm planning for that to happen. I'm not expecting things to go perfectly. And then the last thing that I've done probably for six months now is planning white space. And that is actually planning nothing on purpose with the option to decide what I'm going to do. Because I think that we want to take care of ourselves so much, right? And we think, oh, I'll just plan a spa day or I should go get a pedicure or I'm going to read a book silently for you know 30 minutes on the patio. And then that's not what you really are feeling at that time, right? Maybe I am planning to read a book for this 30 minutes and I actually put it in my schedule, but then all I want to do is go talk to someone because I really need some social time, right? So being able to plan open space that has nothing in it lets me go, do I want to go out to dinner with a family? Do I want to sit silently in my room? You know, do I want to watch a movie? Do I want to go for a run, right? It gives me all these options so that I can do what I feel like I need in that moment. And then if I'm consistently taking care of myself and saying, what do you need right now? And going to do that and having the time to do that, man, I feel like so high energy all the time. And I really think it's been huge for me. So I've loved that. And I've been passing that on because it's not been, you know, it's not, that's not been a thing I've done for years, like weekly planning or morning routines, but it sure is making a difference. I love that. I haven't heard that before. And I love everything about that because I can't tell you how many times like I've planned, like whether it's like a to go out with the friends, like to meet them like for a drink or something. And my battery is so drained, like in myself that like when it comes time, it's like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Or you, you get out and you want to just go home and go to bed. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you think it, it like, feels like second. you No, it feels like you it feels like you planned this thing that seems exciting in the moment. But then when you get to it, you're kind of dreading it. And I mean, sometimes you're excited to do it. Right. But this way, if you have nothing, then you can say, oh, maybe I do feel like, you know, yeah, going out for ice cream or going out for drinks or going out and doing something fun. Or maybe I just 
need some silence. Maybe I just need to go sit in a bath and I hate baths. I don't actually take them, but some of you do. And if you love a bath and you need to sit in silence in the bath, go do that. Right. And it gives you that chance. So yeah, I'm loving the the purposeful white space. So if you're weekly planning, pop that, pop that in too. And both of those together, mm, winning every week. I love that. And I think it also gives you that flexibility that in the event that something comes up, you can easily move something around. And it's like, you know, I have this block in my schedule right here. I could do this then if I really have to, like if it's an emergency, you know, like yes. you see that flexibility. Because how often do we schedule every single second, right? I was so mm-hmm. guilty of that. And it was like, if if we don't hit every green light, we're going to be late. And then we're going to be late for the next thing. Like, I was crazy about the getting so many things packed into a day. And then when it wouldn't hit, right, when something would go wrong, because with four kids, something goes wrong. And then I would be so frustrated. And it just wasn't, it was not a life that you wanted to be living. You don't want to be frustrated every day. And really, truly, if you look inside, know that it was your fault, right? Like you scheduled it that way. And so having to take that step back and say, I need to do this differently has been so much better. I love that. I know you have a special gift that you're going to share with our audience. So can you share what that is? Yeah. So the Master Your Time Toolkit is a super popular toolkit that I have. Um, It's usually $17 on my website. But if you use the the code SUPERMOM, so you just type in SUPERMOM, then you will get it for free. Awesome. That's amazing. I think everybody's going to be able to use that. And can you just share like where they can find you? Because you have been such a wealth of knowledge in this. And I definitely want to give away a couple of copies of your book for everybody that shares this episode. If they just screenshot it and tag us both on Instagram, I'll send them a free copy for the first three people. So I love it. That's so fun. Yes, I love that. And yes, secretsofsupermom.com is the best place to go. That is where you'll find my podcast and my book and all my socials. Everything that you could ever want to know about me is there at secretsofsupermom.com. Thank you, Lori. This has been so much fun. And I can't wait to get your book and read it and share it with the audience. So good. Thank you so much for having me. Building a business while raising your kids isn't for the faint of heart, and it's easier when you're guided along your journey from someone that's walked the walk before you and continues the journey along with you. By growing five successful businesses before I turned 26, earning six figures in my first year of business, and engrossing myself in the entrepreneurial journey with two kids under two, I learned many hard lessons in mindset, time management, productivity, mom guilt, and entrepreneurship. I lay it all on the table for you in my Amazon best-selling book, Welcome to the Room Mama. 